gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that just realized Gayish kind of sounds like Gay Itch. <laughs> it does. And it, after Pride, who knows? And it should. <laughs> Maybe that's right. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today we're going to talk about wine. Yes. Wine not. Uh, that's. <laughs> I, I realized that when I first made that joke, I was like looking around and very excited but for some reason when other people do it i don't know well but yeah we're gonna talk about wine and we have uh someone who actually knows about wine yeah what i know about wine is just that it goes into me and i like that so uh we're gonna have someone who actually knows about wine that's actually a category for you isn't it things that go into you that you like yeah yeah (laughs) it's a big list some unexpected things on there Mm -hmm. the american flag is not just for waving i'll tell you what wow i don't we're not gonna okay pretend you didn't say that just so i don't have to feel weird about it america (laughs) oh wait that's oh canada but i just said america (laughs) but first (laughs) i do have a couple of things that i want to talk about okay uh the first one is that if you see a gay person give them a hug Mm. because uh justice kennedy is retiring at the end of july so hasn't happened yet but it's on the horizon yeah he's leaving the court and he's basically gay as fuck like, despite being uh, a Reagan appointee that's super conservative on a large number of issues, he actually was a huge supporter of gay rights and the, the movement that we've had it through, through in the courts, through the Supreme Court, uh, is l- largely his doing. And he was one of the five that supported uh, same-sex marriage, right? Yeah, so he was the swing vote. He's the reason that we got Obergefell v. Hodges that legalized same-sex marriage across all of the United States. That was a 5-4 decision. I hate when, like, the fifth person gets credit for it, because it's like, yeah. what about all the, the four other fuckers that also did it? Like, yeah. basically, you just want to be the last person to make a decision, and then you just McCain it out. Like, you yeah. just take credit for being <laughs> the last one and to, like... That's true. That's Did you like a, my That's a really complicated political joke you just made I, to McCain it out. I'm out. I'm out everyone. <laughs> I've achieved what I needed to. I'm quitting. I made a weird specific political joke. Yay. <laughs> um uh, he wrote the Lawrence v. Texas decision, which was lopsided. That was a 6-3 decision, but oh. um he was the one that wrote the majority opinion and was sort of the lead on that. And it's just it's really sad because there were a lot of 5-4 decisions that Kennedy was the swing vote and both ways, right? Like, yes, he goes both ways. (laughs) (laughs) There are four reliable conservatives and four mostly reliable liberals. And then on a number of social issues, Kennedy is sort of could go either way. And he will almost certainly be replaced with somebody who's just a solid conservative and goodbye. Anything progressive until we get to replace more Mm. justices. Are you question? Are you right now stating that like, you want for half of them to die? Um, I want very specific ones to die. <laughs> <laughs> but like not in an active way, well, in okay. a, like a, a passive, you're not doing anything but vision boarding it. So correct. Okay. Um, they all need to stay alive as long as Der Fuhrer is in office. Um, what? <laughs> that sounds as, like German for something. It's 
German for Hitler. Oh, um, but so, um, they all need to stay alive. At least the four liberal justices have to stay alive. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, please fucking stay alive <laughs> because uh, they will be replaced. Trump will choose their replacement. And, right. And he's not choosing anything. Fucking Mike Pence, the most evil fucking bastard asshole ever is the one that's really in charge. But it's Bunny. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but then in 2020, hopefully we have a Democrat in the House and then we, like, as many of them can die as need to or want to <laughs> because we're going to replace them with better <laughs> they choices. They have permission to die. Yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg can die and or retire just as soon as there's a Democrat in office. Mm, okay. Um, the other thing that I've been listening to um, that's sort of bubbling around is there are nine Supreme Court justices. There is nothing in the Constitution that says that it needs to be nine. In fact, previous huh. presidents have attempted to change the number of, of members of the court. Congress never goes for it. But there's this idea that if things get too lopsided, if we have too many asshole conservative fucker decisions that come out of the court, that one possible backlash to that might be elect more Democrats, elect a Democrat president, and then let's make it be 11 justices and put two liberals on there while they hold the reins. Now, that's a slippery slope hmm. because... There's nothing to prevent then the Republicans when the political, yeah. you know, pendulum swings back their direction to make it 15 justices. Oh, my God. But, By the end, well, like everyone will be a justice. <laughs> everyone's like, on the Supreme Court. I'm a justice. You're a justice. <laughs> but um, it's to sum up, it's very, very sad if you're at all following our justice system and are a gay person and are worried about your rights because things really are going to take a shift in the shitty direction for at least the next two years. Would you call it a shit shift? A shit shift. Okay. A shit. A shit. To f to f <laughs> That's a, not a good portmanteau. That's a portman. No, <laughs> that was good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's troubling hmm. and I'm worried. Hmm. Um, and then, so didn't so you say there's like a flower case that's similar to the gay cake case that's bubbling up to the court Arlene's system? flowers. <gasps> bubbling up? Oh, are you using wine kind of words? <laughs> Champagne? Champagne. It's champagneing right up to the top. It's tickling <laughs> your nose because it's coming. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of court decisions that could be handed down soon. Hmm. And we'll see. I don't know. It's, it's really very terrifying. Hmm. So something happy. Okay. Uh, Queer Eye, uh, your BFF, Bobby Burke. Okay. BB? Yep. Um, had a very busy Pride. During New York City Pride, he officiated three gay weddings. Like, wow. he was pretty much busy the whole day, not marching or parading or getting hammered like the rest of us. <laughs> he was m just merry and gays left and right. That's so cute. Right? Right. That, and, like, that's the best use of Pride is, like, let's celebrate the love of people that are gay and want to be happy and be a family. Yeah. He's help, helping them do their thing. And yeah. also... Uh, All the while, Antony was in the back, like, I don't know, stirring avocados into some, like, <laughs> <laughs> fake cake guacamole. So... With it, his shirt off. In this <laughs> in this article about the gay couples, which this is... Uh, or, sorry, about Bobby Burke. This is off of Pink News, my favorite go-to. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read a little bit. Burke admitted last month that he does more on the show than the rest of the Fab Five. <laughs> saying quote i don't mean that the other boys don't do a lot of work it's literally just physics it's reality that i'm redoing a house so it's not like their jobs are less important or they're doing less work even though they're doing less physical work it's just i have more to do <laughs> <laughs> and he's right yeah that's so true and he uh i like when 
someone can just be like, yeah, I do more. Like, it's just, he knows what's up. And he's not mad about it. No. It's just a fact. It's just true. Kind of like you on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do more work. You do all the work. Oh, that's not true. But, but I do more physical work. You edit. You don't know this, but the, the entire time I'm recording, I'm jumping and dancing and like really doing heavy arm movements. So yeah. like, yeah. And uh, meanwhile, I'm just doing Kegels. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it shines through. Yeah. <laughs> um, show. Show? Show. I have had zero to drink and I'm already fucking everything up. Do you want to talk about wine for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so you are not exactly what I would call a connoisseur. <laughs> like, like. You've, you've said before, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but you say, you've said before that people say that they taste different things or that they have different thoughts about which wine it is and that that's sort of over your head or you, or you don't have a tongue for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. I have so many things to clarify. Great. Okay. One, Go. I have a fantastic tongue. I bet. Don't you disparage little Jimmy Tooth. Let, let, let's ask Jack, who, your boyfriend, who is your boyfriend? Yeah. Well, you know, we don't have to bring him into this. There are hundreds of men that would attest to this <laughs> and one lady. Um, <laughs> number two, I don't think it's over my head. My point is everyone is pretending. It's mm. like the emperor's clothes if you're like, oh, I taste the oaky natural fruit-based acidity of tomorrow's midnight breeze. And you're like, <laughs> no, you fucking don't. It's $2 red wine from REI. Okay. Okay. That was an odd store to throw in you there. You know, but okay. <laughs> it just is what happened, Mike. So you you think it's all bullshit. Uh, it's like... I would say it's most like art history. It's just all <laughs> bullshit. It's like psychology. Like re- you're in <laughs> prescription drugs. <laughs> I I I think most of it. I'm sure there's some hashtag like, your bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag no need for psychology. Just cry. Um, <laughs> I just think it, like it. There's probably ten percent of it that's real and people can actually taste. And but I think then people go and run with it and pretend like it's this big, huge thing when it's like it's fucking red wine. Just drink it. Yeah. Um. So I like going to tastings because I like drinking wine. Yeah. I also like just <laughs> drinking wine also because I like drinking wine. So uh, yeah, and I like just about every wine. So. We're going to do some tasting. That's part of what we're going to do. Uh, our guest is going to be Chris Bola, who is the bar manager at the Tasting Room, a bar that serves Washington wines. So wineries put their bottles on the shelves and then they have flights so that people can taste them and sell bottles and cases if that's uh, what they want. And it's in Pike Place Market in Post Alley. Go check it out sometime. It's a cool little spot. Yeah, we've been there before. You've played there before. Yep. Um, and yeah, we both really like it. So definitely check it out. And Chris does all the buying of the wine. And so he talks to the distributors. And so he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Yep. Yep. And we're going to get his expertise. He's going to get his thing or two cents. But yeah. Also, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How do you, hey Mike. <laughs> how do you feel about wine, the different types of wines? Um. So I can taste the difference. I have a harder time, I think, putting a, a label on it that speaks to other people. Uh, I just meant like, how do you feel about red, white, and rosé? Uh, only one of those is real wine. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't say rosé, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I know that's not true, but just lie to me, Mike. No, it's, I know it's red. Uh, only red wine is real wine. 
The others are pretend wines that want to be wines, but they have a long way to go before they're going to get there. Okay. They need to put in the hours, <laughs> earn their way from the bottom up. Yeah. Red wine is the only wine that matters. You're ta- you're like, it's like Chips Ahoy is to <laughs> Oreo cookies. Like Chips Ahoy, you can keep trying to be a delicious cookie, but you're not. Oh, okay. Now we're going to have a fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chips Ahoy are amazing. The soft ones. You. Yeah. The chewy. Yeah. Yes. They're fucking amazing. I don't. Fuck you, Kyle. It's like I don't know you. <laughs> um, it's it's a good thing we have a guest coming because then we'll have to be civil to each other, right? Like divorced parents in front of their children. Yeah. Um, I also something I'm really excited to talk about is the stereotypes that are associated, which which with with the different wines so chris will be able to tell us what people order when they go and you know if they're gay or straight male or female so i'm really interested to hear and break that down yeah me too me too and hopefully we'll teach your tongue how to do some things you know i'm (laughs) always down you can always you can never you can always teach a new tongue old tricks you can always teach an old tongue new tricks you can teach tricks to a tongue if you have a trick. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Yet so, for some reason, everyone's still listening. Yeah, are you still listening? All right, please. Hello, we're begging you. We're down on both knees. Also, <laughs> also we're begging you. <laughs> it's okay. a natural position. It's t- <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, I lied about us moving around. We're really just on our knees because that just feels comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get you volleyball pads for Christmas. <gasps> oh, that'll save me so much. No, I like the rug burn. <laughs> you forget I like the pain. Oh, yeah. All right. So get me like a hardwood floor that I can place even when there is something soft so that I can always like really feel it. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So good. So when we get back from the break, we're going to have Chris Bolo with us uh, and we're going to taste some wine and talk about wine shit. Yeah, it's so funny. We're going to do a wine tasting on the podcast, which as someone who cannot describe them is going to make for very high quality podcast. We are just coming at you with really great visual content right into your ear holes, right into your ears. Um, Yeah. So do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. A wine break. Ooh. Yummy. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Hey, true crime fans. Have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! Cheers. 
So are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, we are here with Chris Bola. Hi. Hi, Chris. How was work? A shit show. Yeah? Yeah. How come? It hurts. All my body parts hurt right now. So you are a bar manager at the tasting room. Yeah. Why don't you give your brief synopsis of what your shop the is all about? The tasting room, also yep. known as Wines of Washington. 90 wines on my list. About eight Washington wineries in our cooperative. I just represent a bunch of different wineries, and people come in and drink. And if they like what they're drinking, they take it home with them. Oh, it's like a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, right now, we do have the rainbow flag up. All oh. of our flights, which are like our little tasting things, you get four ounces on each one. And instead of telling people about the wine this month, we shoved a bunch of like gay history in their face. Yeah. It's been great. I've only made one person cry with the Alan Turing story. <laughs> like they had a, a deep, insightful moment where they were like, oh, mm. God. Were they and you're like, yeah, that's that's drink some wine. Was, was that <laughs> while they were drinking that they then yeah. started crying? Because I feel like that's too. combination. Yeah. The dark shit. But they bought bottles and left happy. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Chris guarantees you will leave happy. Um, okay. Or just drunk. <laughs> it's same thing. Most wine drunks are happy people. Yeah. I, I yeah. rarely have to break up fights. It's, I'm more likely to break up a three-way. Huh. It's happened at least four times since I've worked there. Were they all at the same time? or no. four? Okay. Separate ones, awkward moments, and we would have to walk up and be like, you're in public. <laughs> Here's your check. Last call at 6 p.m. And they're like, oh, you're already closing? Like, for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow, that's a whole different topic. Mm -hmm. Which reminds me, we haven't mentioned it on the podcast at all. I am taking a three-week trip to Russia uh, in July. And in fact, this is one of the episodes we're pre-recording, so you will hear it as if Mike and I are together in the same room. But when you hear this, gentle listener, Mike will be in Russia. I'll probably be in a gulag somewhere for a sucking dick. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and drinking vodka you hate. <laughs> yeah. um, Mike, do you want to tell us things? Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the HRC. We've mentioned it a couple of times before, but they have a annual buying guide so that you can see companies and they're scored on, uh, from zero to 100 on how progressive their policies are in terms of LGBT rights. So most of it is internal. It's stuff like, do you allow, uh, is, is transitioning for transgender, is gender confirmation surgery covered by your health benefits? Mm-hmm. Yes, you get points. No, you lose points. Yeah. Do you have a non-discrimination policy or something like that? Exactly. And and um, if you're interested in sort of voting with your dollars and going to places that support gay people, it's a great way to find out, hey, how on board is this organization? So you can do that by going to hrc.org slash apps slash buyer's guide. And I wanted to talk about the wine that is on the buyer's guide and, and sort of where they they sit the this is like the unofficial hrc wine guide yeah that yeah. you're kind of creating exactly now it's hard because they do it by category and there's a whole category on food and beverage and when you look at it you realize that there's only really like four companies in the whole u.s like it's like nabisco <laughs> and and conagra like and yeah so it's kind of hard to find all of the wines because they're mixed in with like anheuser-busch has all of this mm. shit right but I'm waiting. For, I'm, I want to see the face that you make when I say this. Well, I'm still hung up on the fact that you use the term 
voting with your money. Yeah, like, vote with your dollar. All I think about that is like, who's your favorite stripper? And then, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, in the gay world, I guess your favorite go go, go, go boy. boy. Yeah, uh, I'm like voting with your money. Yeah, I guess that's what you're doing. Like one of them gets a dollar because you're like, yeah, you're cute. The other one's like, oh, take my twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Whose proverbial g-string do you want to tuck our dollar into their corporate body? So. There are a lot of companies where it's a whole bunch of stuff in a row that is their sub-branding, and I don't know if any of them are wines. So that makes it this a lot harder. But the first winery on the list is E&J Gallo. Mm-hmm. Ernie and Ernesto and Julio Gallo. And all of the, like, $5 bottles of wine that you could ever want. So they're, like, Apothic... Um, barefoot and barefoot bubbly oh, yeah. brand uh, wines. They have Bartles and James wine coolers, which has wine in the name. All of those wines that we've, we, the uh, EJ Gallo Winery Group gets a 100%. Oh. So all of those you so can. So can I keep, I can keep buying my barefoot wine? Yep, exactly. Exactly Great. right. Exactly right. I also wanted to mention uh, Constellation, which is another big giant parent company, and they have a crap load of wines that are listed here uh, underneath of them. Uh, Claude Dubois, I know that I've had before. Then some shitty ones like Arbor Mist, which it's not shitty, but it's like f- fruitier and sugary. Like it's shitty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then there's uh, like Ravenswood. I've bought I've bought Ravenswood wine before. They also have a 100. Nice. But before we end this segment, we need to talk about something that is just it. It's a pain in my heart all the time because they are so amazing. But the Trader Joe Corporation. Gets a twenty. What on the HRC? So they're that red so, and near the bottom. That's so surprising. And they own the wine Charles Shaw, which is two buck chuck, and a lot of fags drink two buck chuck. At well, least they and used to. Go to Trader Joe's. Yeah. So don't shop at Trader Joe's if you like gay people. Why do you? Did it say why? Um, I can I can dive into their score if you'd like. I mean, I still eat Chick Fil A, so like. Chick-fil-A got a zero. I know, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, stop. But once every four months, I'm like, I want stop. chicken that's been like sitting in pickle juice and then deep fried with some waffle mm. fries and a milkshake. Man, I feel strongly about this. I Well, I don't go to Hobby Lobby if that makes you feel any better. No, the Chick-fil-A thing. It's so good. It's I don't. I, also, I don't think it's that good, so I don't have to like wrestle. Because it's got pickle juice on it. You only pickles. Eh. Oh, that must be why. Yeah. So they have no employee resource group or diversity council that includes gay issues. So their employees have n- no sort of intercorporate organization to belong to, like Gleam and Glamazon for Microsoft and Amazon, for instance. Which probably also means that gay and lesbian employees don't don't have a strong voice into upper management they do not offer equal health care coverage for transgender individuals they do not have diversity training resources or accountability measures specifically tailored to lgbt uh, employees they do not have parity and spousal partner soft benefits like bereavement leave supplemental life insurance relocation assistance adoption assistance anyway it just that's crazy yeah tra- so trader joe's so the point is though two buck chuck two buck chuck the wine is made by Trader Joe's. It's their label. And um, so that's a bad wine. Don't drink that because it's a terrible wine and they're terrible people. <laughs> but they do have amazing peanut butter cups. That's true. Well, And that's what makes so it so sad. Good. Trader Joe's has so many amazing like frozen like apps. Like you're having you're having people over and you need to throw together a bunch of snacks and food and not, like tr- just go down the frozen food section of Trader Joe's and you are set. It's like. Gay rights are important, but like peanut butter cups. Oh. <laughs> and fried chicken. 
and fried chicken yeah see I, now you're on the page with me no no i'm absolutely not, not. frequently we no. a, in seattle we don't have that option they will not let those fuckers build mm. anything in this county yeah oh can you do me a favor sure and m- move a clip up a little bit if i want to okay von <laughs> von donge if I'm saying that correctly, V-E-N-D-A-N-G-E, they are under the Constellation brand. Mm-hmm. My brother's mother-in-law, I got in her face and made her stop drinking it because it was uh, a bad, it got such a terrible score on HRC's website, and that woman drinks a lot of that. <laughs> and um, But do you mean the glass of wine she was holding at the time, or just to not buy it again? Because once it's purchased, she might as well drink it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, just just not to buy it again. <laughs> like You pour, didn't make her like literally pour it down the pour, sink. Yeah, pour that back in that bottle you and then smash it. You just wasted your six ninety nine. But uh, Vondange, uh, to anybody out there that I know that I told not to drink it, you can drink it. It's part of Constellation, and they get 100. Mike now reapproves. I reapprove. I had this really weird decision to make when my dad had a stroke like a year or so ago way to bring us down kyle yeah whole (laughs) (laughs) everyone get your it's not that um and so like when he was in the um hospital recovering he was like i want some Mm chick-fil-a and so it's like okay i don't believe in this brand and resent that like what they stand for and think they're actively working against me as a person. Yep. But my dad who just had a stroke asked me for it. So I was like, uh, okay, I'll go get it for you. So you did it. Yeah. I didn't end up doing it because my family apparently talked to him. Like we were, I was like home doing something and my family, like someone else like called me back and was like, never mind, Cause apparently I I'm guessing that in the room they were like, you know, like Kyle doesn't like that company because of what they do. So I didn't end up having to make the decision, but I like, or I had already made it and said, yes, I'll go do it. Is Carlo Rossi or Franzia on your list? Uh, so Carlo Rossi is the first thing I ever got drunk off of. Mm. Worst hangover ever. <laughs> to this day, I will not drink Pinot Grigio. Fuck that. <laughs> Carlo Rossi is owned by EJ Gallo. Yeah. And so they get a hundred. Yep. Uh, Franzia is not on this list. I did look earlier because I know that there a lot of... Well, the term wine is, you know, <laughs> a, a loose use on that one. Yeah. It's more like Kool-Aid that's been fermented a little bit. And put in a box. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the very, very last thing, the, the Trump Corporation, you'll be pleased to know, got a zero. So they're even worse than Trader Joe's. But he doesn't even drink. Why is he trying to make... But they do have a wine, right? What? They have Trump wine? Wow. It just tastes like hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I hate him so much. Um, That's it. Yeah, I think like the finding out about, I need to definitely do it more often so I know some of the big ones. But yeah, I think that's good to like find out what organizations you're supporting when you do things. Yep. All right. Um, Should we taste some wine? Yeah, let's taste some wine. Okay. Chris, this is your, this is where you jump into action. To jump into the action, I have to get up and leave. So That's fine. Oh, okay. Great. Don't forget to take your headphones off. (laughs) (laughs) What a great sound. That's fantastic. Mm. Can I have a glass, please? I am very excited. You are getting out a white wine. I am very excited that you are going to make Mike drink this white wine. All right. What is this wine? Do you guys know how wine is made? 
just in general, not like it's from grapes, but like you let uh, a bunch of fruit rot and then squeeze the juices into a bottle, and you step on it and try not to fall <laughs> off like that one lady that went. Ew, ew, ew. Okay, that video is amazing. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. That's that's really what I know. Wait, can I drink this or not? Yeah, yeah, go for oh, it. Okay. Um, but wine is produced from grapes. So basically, you pick the grapes, you squeeze them, you get the juice. Sometimes you leave the skins in, sometimes you don't. And then you ferment it. So you add a little bit of yeast, or you just let the yeast that's sitting on the skins do its job. Once it's fermented to the point where you want, you add a little sulfur to stop fermentation or let it fully go. And then it kind of hangs out for a little bit, and then you bottle it, and then you drink it. And that's how wine's made. Um, this is a white wine. So those of you who are not in this room are listening to us <laughs> stare at white wine. Um, it's nice and clear. And this one uh, is a semion. So this is a white varietal from Bordeaux. So if you're ever drinking a white wine that says Bordeaux on it, it's either this or Sav Blanc, but usually it's both of them. Everyone loves Sav Blanc, New Zealand Sav Blanc. And I'm like, shut up. I don't care about that. Um, semion on the other hand is delicious. Anyway, Se- semion? Semion. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we said we were going to taste it, and then Kyle and I were going to make our silly, wild ass guesses about yep. what we should be tasting. So and then the first question is, what do you see? Oh, jeez. I know. We have to do all this stuff. I see white stuff in great, the glass. Great. So do if you, you see white s- stuff, because there are whites that are not white. They they can oh. be yellow or golden. I think I'm or supposed peachy. to spin it around and see legs or something, and I don't That's see just legs for sugar. I only really care about that when it's oh, okay. dessert wine. You're fine. Okay. Um, but clarity. Is it cloudy? Is there shit floating at the bottom of it? No, no shit. I Usually, say, okay. slightly cloudy. Okay. But not... that's the touch your glass. That's just condensation. Oh, okay. This is real clear. Oh, pretty. Th- that's where I rubbed my face against it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now it does have a little bit of a golden color to it. This mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. aged in neutral oak, meaning it doesn't taste oaky, but it got a little something, something from it. Meaning it heard both Laurel and Yanni. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. I am getting hints of white. Smelling it. <laughs> We're putting our no- our full nose, like shove it in your face, and then smell it. Don't drink it, Kyle. Not yet. It's too. Oh, the, that boat has sailed. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you smell? This is when you can get real gay. You can oh. you can throw anything you want at this game. I need I need more lemon. I, I smell lemon. I drank all if mine. If you want to say it smells like the strawberry shortcake doll you had as a kid, you can say that. Ooh, it smells like morning. Okay, now say a noun. Morning is a noun. Oh. Burn! Second time I've been right about grammar with you. What in the morning smells like this? Oh, I just can't, literally can't smell anything on it. So like... Great. Just like when... We'll we'll go with clean. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the fancier way to Mm -hmm. say I don't smell anything. (laughs) I, on the other hand... (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I get like, you know, citrus for sure. You can. It's, I said lemon. Yeah, you did. You did. Fuckers. You're, no, you're okay. right. Don't call me a fucker. fucker. <laughs> He's just angry that I called him on nouns. I get both the lemon peel though, and the like the like a blossom. Like you a do not. Blossom. Yeah, I do. Just because you suck at this doesn't mean we don't. <laughs> I don't suck. I'm just. I'm calling out. You don't the suck. Emperor's really? clothes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. All right, now drink it, Kyle. Go for it uh, again. Okay. Yeah, not the whole thing. Just you know, apple. Great. That's sure. a taste. <laughs> so here's the thing. The shit that they tell you when you're tasting stuff, like when you're buying a bottle or if you're at a place and they're pouring it for you, 
the the list of things that you're supposed to be tasting is just a mere suggestion. It is something that someone wrote once. Um, that could the list could be two years old, and the wine has totally changed by then. Whoever was doing that could be a chain smoker and just came up with shit, and they can't actually taste anything. <laughs> um, sometimes it's spot on. You're like, oh shit, this is totally like PVC pipe and strawberries. Weird. Um, <laughs> point being. In the industry, I highly recommend people taste it for themselves. And they're like, oh, what does this taste like? I'm like, well, I'll pour myself an ounce, but you try it too, and we'll find out together. Mm. And we have these conversations like, what do you smell? Mm. What do you taste? What do you think you would eat with this? Mm. Um, it's important to not get scared off by like opening a fine bottle of wine and it mm. being expected to like pinpoint all the stupid shit that people pretend that they can <laughs> smell. Speaking of stupid, stupid shit, Mike. Hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us what you taste? Um, I I taste like lemon bathroom cleaner, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's not how I would sell it, but <laughs> great, yeah. Green peaches, peaches that aren't ripe yet. Ooh, and it's so much so that it's tart, and it makes the muscles in my jaw kind of mm. quiver, like when you eat a lemon and oh, you weren't yeah. expecting it. Yeah, I could like, see that. Okay, now here's my question to you: mm -hmm. What dishes? would you squeeze a lemon onto fish so do you think this wine would go well with a fish dish i think that this wine would go well in the toilet <laughs> as a bathroom cleaner see i don't think you can eat anything with this because you are clearly a rich white lady who doesn't eat food and just drinks man <laughs> I'm going to go with Mike's first assumption and say that this would be fucking bomb with some like Pollock or some, some softer white fish. This would be delicious as shit. Maybe. The acid, that tart thing you're getting is really good for cutting through oil mm -hmm. and what fish as a meat has is more oil than fat, mm -hmm. which is why they say don't drink reds with fish, which is totally false. I have a red that we can drink with fish easy, but uh, what they're getting at is this acidity and the oil pair really well together. So any kind of like olive oil based foods, if you're having a salad with a, with a thinner dressing on it, this would be amazing. Um, tell like a halibut, just for the halibut? Exactly. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> so on that note, let's that open also, the sparkling wait, wine. Wait, 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 before we move on, what people tend to order this and tell us about like the assumptions about this wine. Uh, Semillon's a really great wine to pair with food. So um, people who are looking for food, Definitely. Uh, people who drink white wine in general, uh, you've already said this. Middle-aged so, white women. Middle-aged white women love their buttery Chardonnay. That butter is the same compound that's actually in butter, hmm. which is really fucking weird. But on the flip side, if you like that big, oaky, buttery thing, you're drinking California Chardonnay. It is hard to find that anywhere else. And what the California wine industry has done has really been like, let's market ourselves. And so a lot of people drink California cabs and oaky buttery Chardonnays, and that's what they drink. It's people who are not adventurous, usually. No. <laughs> yeah. Live your life, everyone. Yeah. Drink. Try some Go other out. shit. There's more than just oaked Chardonnay out there. There's plenty of other grapes that have hung out in a barrel. If you like that smoky, oaky flavor... Let's do this. Um, so my assumption is that dudes would not, straight dudes would not order white wine because they would think it's girly. Ooh. Okay. So the wine industry in general is this like so straight, which makes no sense because the majority of the people they're selling to are not. Mm. And what you're getting with whites, uh, white wine is the hardest thing to make. Well, no, sparkling 
is. But uh, as far as the still wines go, white wine is so much more sensitive of a of a thing to make. You can fuck it up so many different ways. So if you can make a great one, an amazing white wine, you're still only going to get like a third of the price for it than a shitty bottle of red, hmm. which is so frustrating. So the people who take winemaking seriously and like just love doing it and don't really care produce some amazing whites. The people who actually think about price, you're just going to get something sugary because it masks all the flaws. So like um, they're marketing it. Towards, they know women buy it. So they're marketing if, it towards women. So, Ooh, backing up, back up, back up. You can, you can delete what I just said. Um, the German Nazis are bad, right? <laughs> Apparently that's a question we have yet to answer in this country. Who knows? We don't know. You used to be able to go to the bank on that one, but yeah. Apparently now it's yes. a toss up. Nazis are bad in Nazi general. Yes. Right. Nazis are and bad. If they were your neighbor, you would not support them regardless of if they were former Nazis from last year or if they're current <laughs> Nazis right now. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so the, the German wine industry has been around as long as the French or the Italian wine industries, but after World War I, they fucked everyone over, and then World War II happened, and then they fucked everyone over again. At that point, Europe wasn't willing to support Germany. They were like, no, fuck you guys. Germany, however, could sell their sweet-ass Riesling to American drinkers because our flavor palette, like our, our palate, is directed towards sugar because sugar was one of our big commodities. It's like sweet tea in the South. We bought a bunch of German Riesling at that point, which then everyone was like, oh, American wine, let's make it sweet because that's what they like. Americans just like sweet shit. So I wouldn't say it's technically bad for a straight guy to order a sweeter white, not, especially if he's from the South. Well, I'm not asking if it's bad. I'm asking like, do they order whites is what I'm asking. They do. And like on like on par with not that. dumb ones not dumb ones oh dumb straight so, guys so certain guys and i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it <laughs> 90 degrees outside and they're gonna go sit in the sun on the patio but i want a big cab hmm. and i'm like wait what yeah i want i want a big red i want a big cab i'm like you're gonna go throw this up in my bathroom in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and they do and they walk out like mm. It's okay. I'm good. I'm like, mm -hmm. I heard you like fucking puking mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to go wipe underneath my rim because there's going to be red puke. Yeah. Drink a fucking white wine. Hmm. Drink so, something without a lot of acid. That's nice and smooth with a little bit of sugar is going to be delicious. You're sitting in the sun. What the right. fuck are you doing? So we now know that if you are a dumb straight dude, you won't order white. If you're a smart straight dude, if you are whites. a person who is not adventurous with your drinking and will only drink reds. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> it's fine. I can handle it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like you're not an idiot. You would just drink light beer instead of white wine, instead of going for the heavy red in the middle of the sunshine. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, what do we have right here? Oh, so this is a Pinot Noir and it's white. Well, I bubbly. think it looks pinkish to me. It's a little pinkish. So uh, there's there's two or three ways to get rosé. Um, one is to blend whites and reds together, which usually you do if you're fermenting a second time. Mm -hmm. Sparkling wine like this has been fermented twice. They make the wine and then they put it in the bottle and re-ferment, but don't let any of the gas off, which is why it is sparkling. Uh, this, however, is not a blend. This is 100% Pinot Noir. So you have a situation here where they have pressed the grapes and whatever color came out of the skin is whatever color the wine got, which is why it's so pale. But you can also let the skins sit with the juice for 
two to 10 hours and you'll get a little bit of a darker color. Hmm. This uh, is Treveri Cellars. They are one of the few sparkling producers in Washington state. The Obamas were pouring this at their state dinners. Um, they make a special Pinot Noir Rosé, which is not the one we're drinking. It's a different one that uh, the administration poured for eight years. So this is cool. like... Michelle and Barack kicked it to this. Barack and Michelle, I love you and I miss you and I want you to come back. Hmm, maybe if we drink this enough, Let's just be back. have a moment for them. <laughs> Pour one out into our mouths. So something fun about sparkling wine... It's actually meant to be poured into a very wide rim glass. Uh, we put the in flutes now in order to show off the bubbles, but in reality, you can't get your nose in there and you don't actually fully taste the wine. So when you're drinking this and you want, you care about it, you want to taste it, it's best to pour it in a larger, wider glass. Oh, like a boob glass. Yeah, like the 1920s cocktail glasses that are really shallow, but they fill up your whole palm. Yeah. That's what they were actually like. That's what you should be pouring them into. Huh. Yeah. So sparkling wine. This is the wine choice of bachelorette parties across the planet. A sparkling rosé is like crabs. If one person has it in the room, it's just going to spread. <laughs> it just like the moment the one person orders it, like everyone orders it. And you're just like, "Oh, great." Even the people who've paid out see it walk across, "Oh, we'll stay for one more." Mm. It's insane. They're idiots for not starting with rosé. That's I my I know. Sparkling anything is delicious. Mm. Um but sparkling rosé specifically is the party drink of everyone. Hmm. Okay. I taste, I can feel the bubbles <laughs> a little bit, not a whole lot. It's light and it tastes a little gross to me. <laughs> Why is it gross? <laughs> it tastes like a morning where I didn't shower. Man, all of your flavor happens in the morning. You should probably like try to spread that out a little bit more. You know, every morning has its own taste, and this one is a non-shower morning. I don't know. I can't. I have no idea why. Mike, go. I want to know if Kyle hates it because I actually taste a tiny bit of pickle. Like, ah, like a. Did you make me drink a pickle drink? No, that's this was not intentional. <laughs> okay, okay. And maybe smoke or something. Mm. It's. Um, would it be yeast? Yeah, it might be yeast so. because because I also was going to say like that that when it hits your mouth and gets all fizzy, it, it, there's almost like a beer quality to it, mm -hmm. and that's all very yeasty. So I'm going to pronounce this wrong. There's a there's a type of winemaking called Enli, mm -hmm. and basically it's all this dead yeast that's sitting at the bottom of the barrel, and if you stir it up and continue to expose the wine above the, the yeast to the yeast, you get this really rich uh, quality. It's almost toasty sometimes. Sometimes it can be creamy, but it's like that really yeasty, like French bread crust flavor. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. has a hint of it. I've had sparkling wines that just tasted like I was eating Pop-Tart crust, which, <laughs> yeah, fucking great. Like, so good. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Mike, you're right. I do taste like a beerish quality to this. Yep. So this that is the yeast huh. that they have stirred into it slowly as they were fermenting. You hate pickles and you hate beer. Both of the things. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I'm not stopping, but... <laughs> yeah, bubbles. Something pink. All right, you want something pink? I got pink for you. Ooh. So I uh, this quote unquote rosé was just uh, the pigment that came out as they were crushing the grapes. This one, what color is that, Kyle? It's like a red pink. It's like a maroon. Yeah. So this is a rosé still. Uh, the grape is Sangiovese, which uh, if you're drinking Chianti, is the exact same grape because Italy. 
claimed their wine by region. We claim our wine in the New World by grape. All right. So this one, mm-hmm. to me, tastes like a morning when I wake up on the front lawn. <laughs> if you had one. If I had one. Mm. But I like this tastes a little grassy to me. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great word in wine. <gasps> Why? Well, think. Wait. Is it? Mm-hmm. Why? That's it's a it's a very specific descriptor. Oh, you're not saying I'm right or wrong. You're just saying there is no to... there there is no right or wrong. If you're like so I my... hate this, no. sure you hate it. If you love it and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever tried, that doesn't mean anything. It means you like it. So you're saying my it tastes like I woke up in the morning on the front lawn is a good that's that a... I I know what you're talking about. Hmm. When you say grassy at least, I don't know about you waking up in the morning. You but... said there's no wrong answer. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Okay. I taste pencil shavings. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pink eraser yep. <laughs> or rubber. Yep. Yep. And um, maybe honey. <laughs> One of these is not like <laughs> it tastes. So number two pencil is a, is a grassy and number two pencil are two of my favorite like descriptors for wine. Graphite uh, eraser pencil. They're all things that happen. And this this vineyard specifically, not even this winemaker, but this vineyard produces that quality a lot. And I'm, hmm. I did not say anything about this before we started tasting it, which is great. I got um, one right. I know you're, you say your thing about anything is anything and whatever, but I got one right is yeah. what I'm going to no, put this down no. as. <laughs> if you guys need to win, you are yes. both correct. Great. Well yeah. You would match up with the description of this wine if okay. it were put in front of you. It also tastes like you tried really hard at a goal you cared about and like fell a little short. Yep. <laughs> now let's talk about Rosé. Is that how you ended up in the front lawn? <laughs> That's how I ended up on this right. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Wait, it's what? Okay. what? <laughs> I'm just here to talk about wine. Don't get me wrong. Um, so Rosé is pink. And because it's pink, it's just, it's just no one's going to order it who's trying to be butch. It's the weirdest mm. thing. Um, so do you... However, there are plenty of straight dudes who will order rosé. Black Dog, our favorite fag stag, yeah. would probably a, drink this. A, they're so much more secure in like, their sexuality and masculinity and their gender specific or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Because they're just like, it tastes delicious and I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like Anyone who thinks that I'm going to judge you because you're ordering something that's pink... Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how to live life. I'm like, come on. So the peop- the men that order rosé are either super gay or competent. Correct. Also, there's a big, I would say there's a there's an age range, uh, 30, let's go with 38 to 60, who all think that rosé is sweet because they were of the generation that made White Zinfandel a thing. And White mm. Zinfandel is no longer a thing. A fucking Behringer. Thank God. It's so gross. Just gallons Which, and gallons if, and if gallons. You don't know of... what we're talking about. It's a pink zin that just tastes like sugar shit. <laughs> uh, and it was hugely popular in the nineties, in the late eighties. Um now especially, so especially in Washington <laughs> State, uh rose is usually trending to be dry, as dry as you can physically make it. Hmm. Because nobody wants that sugary shit anymore. Hmm. There are some people who want it, but oh, are, compared to the first two wines, this one has a lot sweeter of a It's more it's definitely more fruity, yeah. Hmm. If the the bubbly rose is the wine of the bachelorette party, mm-hmm. how does that compare to the women that order this rose? These are the Midwestern ladies who are sitting on a pontoon boat. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm out there with them because I fucking love this shit. Yep. Um, Rosé is is the outside picnic. Let's We're sitting on a boat. We're going to go to the rooftop. Everyone wants rosé. They don't think about white. They don't do sparkling. They want rosé. And I think it's just 
ingrained. I think it's uh, it's probably something to do with you know what you see on television or what you know see other people doing. They're so pretty. It catches or the light. What you hear on your favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it just it's just there's something about looking at a rosé that makes you want to taste it because it's a weird color. And most rosé bottles they should always be clear because the color and the uh, quality of it is so important to the consumer. Mm. It doesn't change that you can have a rosé that's cranberry like this one or pale pink and they could either taste completely the same or drastically different. And it doesn't actually like, it's really how the winemaker has created it. It's, it doesn't indicate flavor all oh. the time. So the color, I always assume the color of it means like darker, means darker it's stronger. Darker is going to be more robust. Yeah. Um, so the, our brose that we have in our shop is a hundred percent Cabernet and Cab has this really thick skin. It has a lot of pigment and it is like blood red, but it's still technically a rose. And that's the rosé that men will order. They're like, oh, it's a rosé, but it's 100% cab, and I love cab. Mm. And it's getting them into the rosé world. I'm okay with it. First of all, it tastes like uh, peaches and cream. It's delicious. Ooh. But it's 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 much more dainty and feminine of a flavor profile than, like, one of our other rosés is just minerally. It tastes like you licked a rock. <laughs> it's so it's just dry and, like, mm. aggressive and, and bright. But it's this really pale, like, pretty salmon color hmm. and it looks so dainty and feminine like no one's willing to order it yeah. if you're just like a dude uh the dudes always order the dark ones but that doesn't like i've also got to say you poured like tasting amounts so that we could taste it and then kyle grabbed the bottle and poured like half a glass and he's just gonna pound it i feel like he might like this one <laughs> well you you gave me the a little bit more than you usually get at tasting but not as much as i pour for myself in life so i had to correct that i had a birthday two years ago where you gave me a wine glass that holds half a bottle you're welcome <laughs> do you want it back i'm moving and and no you can't give it back yeah i can i totally can i'm gonna be sad and drink my rosé which is what i kept I do the card anyway. you gave me i gave you a card yeah i oh. sent you a picture of it it's it's wonderful it's kim kardashian's ass and it's just like you should be expecting big things this year mm-hmm Big gifts or whatever. Yeah. Point being, it was yeah. a pun on her butt. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, is hilarious. I saw the card from a distance. I was like, Kyle gave me that one. <laughs> Ooh, what what wine would Kim Kardashian drink? Ooh, black guy. <laughs> if they don't have it already, I would assume Kanye West owns something. Oh, yeah. It's mm. like whatever. Donaghy Estates. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 30 rock. Yeah. Uh, should we do, should yeah, we let's move do on another to one. some reds or the red? Well, I, I have two. I have one mm. that's the top seller for all straight men. Wow. Okay. Put it in my mouth. And <laughs> then I have a red that is not. Put it in Mike's mouth. Great. Great. Oh, also, I feel like I learned from you that. Like, I always think you're supposed to, like, wash out your wine glass with water or no. drink water between things. You rinse it with the next wine that you're going to be having. When wine Water out. will create a, a barrier on your glass. A, it waters down your wine because you don't get all the water out of it. Yeah. B, it creates a barrier on your glass. So, like, it's just, it's just it, it lingers. And you're watering down your wine. Why the fuck would you want to do that? Some tap water, uh, me being from Florida... You're not putting water in your glass when you're rinsing it out. You're putting pool water in your glass. It's so chlorinated and so much fluoride. It just smells and tastes disgusting. And you're just going to taint your experience. So if you're ever in a situation, especially you can't go, you know, 
whites after reds. You totally can. Just rinse out your glass with the white wine you're about to drink. Also mm. use it as Listerine. Take the white, swirl, swish. You can swallow or spit. It doesn't that you're not going to offend anybody either way. Swallow, always swallow. But then after you swallow, <laughs> then you savor it in your mouth the second time it gets in there. Great. Swirl it around. This sounds like a good plan. Woo. <laughs> yeah. A good cork. All right, Kyle, what does this red look like? Okay, it's like it looks a little bit lighter than I would have expected. So like on the lighter side of reds. Okay. For me, for the, um, this is what I would call a feminine red. One of the notes you're looking for in Nebbiolo specifically is violets. Oh. If it's a if it's a good one, you smell floral flowers in it. Wait, so is this the one that's not the straight dude wine? Correct. Okay, that's you said you started saying things like violet and flowers, so I was like, that's probably not mm-hmm. the and when we say straight dude, we're talking about the consumer, the guy who's on his second Tinder date with some chick and <laughs> is trying to show off. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the guy who has been drinking for 30 years and has a cellar. That person, mm. I fucking hope to God, has learned to appreciate rosé. Mm. Mike, what do you think? Uh, you, you've been tasting first. Let's, um, let's continue that. It, uh, it tastes like hope. <laughs> like well, a new hope or is this like a star wars thing or like or hope, hope arkansas like, where the clintons are from um it tastes Which like a lovely town a new that. hope playing in hope arkansas <laughs> like the dude i blew in the back of the theater okay um i don't know it tastes lightly what red kind of morning is this for you yeah tuesday <laughs> if you wake up and go to work and you're like ah fuck i'm awake again oh no it's i'm still doing this um i don't okay let me try one more time okay that's good sound quality right there <laughs> it tastes like i have i don't i don't know this is the wine i sell people when they're visiting washington for the first time and go you produce pinot noir this is pinot noir country and i'm like you're wrong but try this you might like it um mike what do you taste in this one um i'm trying to figure out which berry it is but i taste a berry like a either blackberry or raspberry maybe manilow berry manilow yeah this definitely has a manilow-ish yeah um and ooh, blackberry for sure and and I think mm-hmm. because you said flowers, now I'm like that Sorry. just like made it happen. Our suggestion. Well, yeah. also because this is why they give you that stupid paragraph where you're like, oh, I smell rabbit fur, definitely. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> so, um, um, but it smells like nail polish remover to me. Really acetone. So we just opened this. This is why you let your wine breathe a little bit. Um, if we had an aerator or if we had let this decant, which is just basically pouring wine into a very wide space that it gets to breathe and oxygen hits it, mm-hmm. uh, that will go away. You get alcohol or you get acid on the nose if it needs to breathe a little bit. If we let this hang out and chill for 20 minutes being an open bottle, it would taste much smoother and you would just get that like full fruitiness instead of that real bright acidity. Um, I think I like this more than the rosé. Hmm. And they're almost the same. I'm color. sorry. Can you say that again, please? I willn't. <laughs> I won't. I shan't. <laughs> Great. If you ever want to seduce a straight guy. I've been waiting. I'm... This is your wine. Okay. For a wine like you <laughs> to come into my life. Great. Oh, Mike, you finally have someone to understand some of the things you do and say. <laughs> um, I, okay. This is 
We've reached the moment. I'm so excited. So this is not only a big, bold cab, but it is a big, bold cab that for three vintages now has won double gold in San Francisco, meaning that the California people also love this big bold okay. cab. Okay, wait, so how many gold can you win? What does that mean? Uh, after you, so a single gold, so you've got, let's say, I don't know exactly how many. I'm just going to ballpark here. You have eight panelists. Okay. All blindly tasting each individual wine. Are they assholes? Are they snobby assholes? I'm going to guess yes, because this, yeah. No, they're probably highly educated, top of their field people. Okay, if snobby assholes. Them, you just made me feel bad. If they're an <laughs> asshole, it's it's their character flaw, not the fact that they know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like, if they think they're God's gift to wine because they know what the fuck they're doing, yeah, they're an asshole. But if they're like, this is fun and I'm enjoying this, and thank God my 30 years of experience have led to this moment, that doesn't make them an asshole. It makes it enjoying their fucking life. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Point being, uh, if 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 it averages out that they mostly got gold, they get a gold medal. If it's fifty fifty, they get a silver, and if it's pretty low, they get a bronze. And if nobody awards them anything, then they don't get fucking shit. If everyone unanimously gives them gold of the eight people, not talking to each other, all blindly, they get double gold. Oh. oh. And this is one double gold three years in a so row. So it's the top of the like, top of the top. Yeah, mm, and for which a, I get that a Washington Cabernet to get that in California, yeah, is a big fucking deal. Yeah, right? there are no tops in Washington. No. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. That was a great one. Use that sound bite. Yeah. Ooh, got the gurgle on that too. The gurgle, yeah, like even the fruit fly came out for it. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Good shit." All right, what does this look like, Kyle? It looks red. So Cabernet, as a grape, is known for being tannic. It's a thing you pair with big, meaty dishes. Does that mean you, like, everyone says, like, we have to wait for the tannins or whatever. Does that mean you have to let, sit them out and decant them longer? Uh, it's not decanting. It's why you age things. So if you have uh, a very tannic uh, red, you got to lay that sucker down for a while. Yeah, um, you do. The longer you lay it down, the smoother it gets, and the more you taste the subtleties of the oak that they used. And the fruit itself and the terroir and all the other bullshit. Um, that was so hot for a little while. <laughs> it's like 80% sexual, but then you mention oak and then I'm like, oh, right. I'm sorry. Wine again. I might not be the best guest you've ever no, had. No, no. So I'm like, yeah, okay, no, sure. Papayas. Some people actually want to learn information and facts and don't need our innuendos all the time. So thank you for being the voice of like actual information and science great so it's super dark because cab grapes are nice and teeny tiny uh they they can take a lot of heat too um so you have this grape that's smaller so the juice ratio to the skin ratio is much more even than for example a syrah which tend to be real big bowl and fruity because they're a bigger grape mm. um and then you're growing this in a really hot environment so that plant is building up defenses in its fruit against all of the dry winds this or the is heat Mike. or the sun. Yeah. You're the thick skin one that's been building up defenses. Mike, you're the, the Cabernet. Oh. I'll take it. Everyone loves Cab. Everyone loves Cab and they will spend money on it and blah, 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 blah. Cab Franc is so much better and it's its parent grape. Mm. 1600, someone took Cab Franc, Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc and cross-pollinated the two plants and that's how you get Cabernet Sauvignon. And it pisses me off that everyone loves it so much and then thinks Cab Franc is a piece of shit. It's the best. So actually, Cab Franc is better than 
Cab Sauve, even though in everyone... my opinion, it's earthier. It tastes like mud and dirt and, and oh. tobacco and grassy and well, chocolate. Right. Yeah. Where this, these are always just they're delicious. Like there's nothing wrong with Cab Sauve, but every once in a while, I'm just like, yeah, but mm. come on, get creative, try okay. something else. AKA the people who like a big bold red. Mm. I have had a guy show up after a terrible date at my bar. He like left with her, came back by himself. I was like, I need the biggest red you've got. That was terrible. This is the equivalent of taking a shot, (laughs) a big, dry, bold, punch you in the fucking mouth and the tongue red. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm evaluating still. Mm. So this is the wine I can sell to most people. Uh, but mostly straight dudes. Mm. Yeah, I want. I like. I like. I like calves. Mm. Well, what kind of calf? Do you want something silky? Do you want something smooth? Do you want something fruity? Or do you want it to be nice and dry? I like them drier. Why? Because that's just what masculinity in their brain is. Mm. I could pour all five, and they might pick a totally different one. Mm. But the fact that this describes itself as like straight whiskey, it's one of those like, okay, fine. Straight dudes love a big bold cab. So do women. So do gays, so do lesbians, so do dogs sometimes. I'm sure (laughs) Boomer would lick this up. He hates anything with booze in it. Oh, he might not be your dog. (laughs) (laughs) We balance each other out. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, He didn't get it from me or my ex-husband, that's for goddamn sure. But this is the wine that'll put hair in your chest. You can also taste the alcohol. Um, I'm going to... I need to keep tasting, so I'm going to pour a little more. Okay, to be fair, the rosé, Kyle poured a little bit more in his glass. The Cabernet, (laughs) it's touching the brim. (laughs) So it's a glass of wine. I don't know why everyone leaves space in their wine glasses. Can we talk about my annoyances with wine? Why would you leave space in your wine glass? Because it's a six-ounce pour. I just want to let you know, based on what your, your, your wine choices are Mm -hmm. you're butch as fuck Mm. that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me (laughs) which is sad for you but no in this moment beautiful um this tastes like halle berry in catwoman (laughs) (laughs) what does that as long as it's her accepting her razzie holding her fucking oscar a hundred percent so it's great it's so it's like fuck you this is how i'm gonna be and this is this is what amazing looks like and you just don't know it because you're not it Mm -hmm. good for her by the way holly berry if you're listening we love you (laughs) but please don't make another catwoman i don't remember (laughs) catwoman too not for you (laughs) just pass that shit on to someone else like <laughs> you bottomed out at Storm. Catwoman was digging a hole <gasps> on the on the bottomed yeah. out at Storm. Uh, that was oh, come on. You sir, we have things to talk about later. It's fine. I forget if Do I you know what it. happens to a toad in lightning. Same as everything else. That was the worst written line on the planet. But that's not Halle Berry's fault. No, but she chose to be that character. Granted, she got lots of money, so fuck it. Good for you once again, Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> when I was married to my ex-wife, I had to have. A lie for what my celebrity crush was, mm-hmm. and my my lie was Halle Berry. Mm. I'm not lying. I would, I would. Oh my God, Natalie Portman since since episode one of Star Wars has been my like. Oh my God, she's beautiful. I, I also don't think that we've said like y- y- you're also gay as fuck. Like I don't think we actually said that I earlier. Don't even know that. Thanks for outing me, Mike. <laughs> fuck yourself. You outed yourself, yo. No, I was just talking about Natalie Portman and how pretty she was. <laughs> What, Chris, what is your sexual orientation? How do you identify? How do you identify? Oh, what are your pronouns? Wow. Gay as fuck? <laughs> I don't know. 
you just GAF is how you identify? Yeah, sure. Great. Uh, my celebrity crush was... I'm getting drunk. Speak. My celebrity crush was always Jessica Alba. That's a good call. She's got a great ass. Uh, to be fair, when she was dancing in Sin City, she like had some great moves. She was smooth and Bang beautiful. Him. Oh, uh, I know at this point, age inappropriate. However, in the movie True Lies... Yeah. I had already acknowledged the fact that like shaving commercials for men gave me awkward feelings. Mm. And then I was trying to think through that. And then I saw the movie True Lies and I was like, no, I'm totally straight because this is doing it for me. Who was in that? Oh, Kyle. Wasn't that like True Judd? Lies. It's a game. It's, Something Judd? It's a, James Cam- it's a James Cameron movie where. Ashley Judd. That's who I'm Fucking. Okay. She was great. It's. In- Double Jeopardy. She was. Oh, so that's what I'm thinking of. She was so sexy in that too. Who was um, in True Lies? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. When she was I, anywhere between 35 and 45, she was in that bubble. That uh, was. She was also maybe a hermaphrodite. That was the rumor at the time. Yeah. But but she was hot AF in that movie. She didn't like. It's just her chromosome, not her. I mean, no offense to her, hermaphroditic people or whatever the word is that you use for that. I don't really care. Hermaphroditic is a word. She's beautiful, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's beautiful. Hmm. She didn't know she liked yogurt yet either, right? Oh <laughs> right. my god, she had she pooped regularly at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm also tasting. Oh, bringing it back to tomorrow. Line. I don't know. I'm I, I'm so bad at tasting things. Do you taste other things, Mike? Did you already talk about? No, uh, I smell leather. Mm-hmm. It smells like shoes to me. So in oh, okay. in um in French world, that would be animal, which is basically any animal thing. Be it leather, fur, death. Uh, but then it tastes fruity. Like, mm-hmm. I get a fruity. Mm-hmm. I was going to say apple. I think you're yeah. just still on apple teenies. <laughs> Highly possible. Highly possible. Yeah. Uh, is there more? Should we take a break? I mean, I'm going to keep drinking, but yeah, maybe we should take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Say it. Let's take a break. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle can I say something that I just told Mike when I was like, oh man, we probably should have said that. Sure. Are we still recording? Yep. Yeah. Great. I do have to apologize. For what? Wine isn't that gay or straight. The consumers, the cab for sure, rosés, people are terrified of it, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it kind of kills the whole like vibe of like sexuality because everyone fucking loves wine. So the, okay, so what your point is, if you're a wine drinker, you're going to appreciate it. And like, like what you like and just go for it. It's dumb to have stereo, like it's dumb to think you can't order or drink a certain Just thing. like the sex world. If you are into it and you're two consenting adults, be they a bartender or a sexual partner, go for it. Interesting example about a bartender <laughs> person that serves alcohol to people. <laughs> Unless bartenders are also your kink and then yeah. like, you know, yeah. work it out in a different yeah. way and go for it. Um, but yeah, like overall, we were just talking about like when we weren't recording. Um, say it. The, the gay thing. The gay thing? Out in the vineyard. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Th- there's this. Um, let me bring it up. There's there's this thing called out in the vineyard and it is a gay wine weekend in sonoma and three days lots of gays lots of wine super expensive and i feel like a trump supporter who is an evangelical but still drinks would love that 
if you took the gay part out of it. <laughs> so I honestly think like wine in general, although we like to stab stereotypes like at rosé mm-hmm. or sparkling or the big bold cab. Yeah. Um, in general, though, like, fuck that shit. Yeah. We can all find something in common and drinking that shit is a great way to start. <laughs> no, I love that. And I think that's I, I, what I liked about what you talked about. The stereotypes of all the wines is like you are a lot of people order this because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Yes. When actually there are other things that may work for them. Live a little. Li- which, yeah, live a little, try things and like what you like and don't worry about it. I feel it. like the people who are stuck with buttery chardonnay and big bold cab are also the people who only have sex in missionary position yeah straight dudes put a finger up your butt give it a try or just stand up in the shower uh, but finger up your butt works too i guess you just know. one or the other or both at the same time whatever <laughs> these are not mutually or get a blowjob from a gay in the gym it's incentive to go to the gym you might have sexual favor yeah get a blowjob from kyle in the gym it's not it's gay fine. if you don't know their name yeah and that's like the interesting line we balance of like we are talking about stereotypes but we also think that they shouldn't be there but we do we uh, so yeah no i get i like that clarification but like yeah i just wanted to say that i apologize to the two of you for not making it more gay separate but it's not i guess no i no I, i i love my favorite customer Favorite customer of all time. Six dudes walk in for their bachelor party and they do fucking flights of rosés. And I was like, mm. <laughs> definitely not gay. Yeah. Two super straight dudes talking about football and hockey, yeah. but drinking rosé like it was fucking awesome. And I was like, I want to hang out with this. I want to clock out right now and go start drinking with these people because they are my type of people. Yeah. Like, fuck it all. I'm drinking because it's good. Yeah. 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 No, I'm glad you said that. Um, and that's awesome. And that's why we we're trying to do what we do. Uh, so, so we're back and we've been back, <laughs> I think. Oh, I was going to pause and then do, are we back? And then you can figure out what and to do. And then we can pretend to, all right, well, we'll see. Whatever works. We're back. And we're back. We're, we're back. back. We're back. Good job. <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to do with this? Um, so we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our social media is all a bunch of things. Facebook.com slash groups slash gayishpodcast or we're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube uh, as the name gayishpodcast. Our hotline, we get text messages and voicemails is 585-5-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. And our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And I will say, I very much appreciate there have been so many posts on the Facebook group about, and even like videos, maybe someone sent a video of all the rosés that's available in a <laughs> country that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and like the frosé and the like, just thank you all. You're the best. We for- know our listeners have heard one thing <laughs> at least, which is that you love rosé and, and they want you to know the options that are, are out there. posting about it. So it's yep. just hilarious and i love it when people post it's just you're all the best let's do our gaze and straightest <laughs> okay. uh, uh, oh, wait chris do you want to tell us anything so you're uh you work the tasting room do you have so anything you should... to plug do you have anything to plug drink washington wine oh <laughs> uh yeah come visit us at the tasting room friday nights we got live music it's pretty hopping yeah otherwise um it's a great place for a first date doug 
who you've had on this podcast. Our favorite fag stag, Doug Inkoviak. Uh Had his first date with his current girlfriend in my bar. And now they live together, so you must have done some shit. And if you come in and you tell me, hey, I'm meeting someone here for a Tinder or a Uber or a Uber. You don't date on Uber. <laughs> An Uber date. No, 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 no. We just came up with a great new app idea. I will give you a ride. And if I like you, I will give you a ride. <laughs> no, I feel like you should just pick up singles and have them sit in the back seat together. Oh, like a, like a, like a ride Uber pool? share, but it should be specifically for people singles. who are looking to meet. <gasps> We're going, okay. We just went retro. All of a sudden, people are going to just dress up and hope to meet somebody. This is like blind like they date. used to do. Fuck the dating apps and seeing them before you get in. Blind date Ubering. Yeah. And you can take and you take a ride that's like we five minutes. We should shut up. Don't put this in the podcast. <laughs> no one's going to take this <laughs> no, no, idea. No, this is all getting cut. We're just still we're just brainstorming our business venture. You get in, you're taking a five minute ride to somewhere. And then you each get to touch on your app if you want to go on a date or not. And if you say no, then you don't get out and the driver drives you away. If you both touch no, then you're awkwardly in the same thing ah, together. So we'll work, uh, we'll work on some. We have some, be fine. <laughs> we have some brainstorming to do, but I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to do our gays? Let's do our gays and straightest. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. okay. Um, so my gayest thing is what I really like about. So um, in my uh, relationship with my boyfriend, Jack, who is my boyfriend, and I'm dating him and he's my boyfriend in Israel. Um, is that... <laughs> I've met him. Yes, he exists. Yes, he's a person. You. Third party confirmation yeah. that he's he is not made up by this podcast okay. just to make Kyle seem less dumb. <sighs> Thank you. Unless we made you up to. Anyway. Um, no, I'm here. Okay. This is what's happening. That's what you would say if you wanted to make people. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what, what I like is that like I can talk. It's not just with him, but like in relationships, I feel like gay relationships, you can talk about people you're attracted to and interested in. And it doesn't mean, and I feel like the stereotype of straight relationships is that if a dude checks out a lady, then the the woman is going to get all upset and you're checking out her out and whatever. But like and if a chick checks out a dude, they're going to fight. They're, exactly. That's happens. Exactly. If and, I've learned anything from movies, <laughs> straight people are insane. Straight people, <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah, so what I think is really cool is to, like, again, I think once you get out of the, like, gender norms and stereotypes, you get to be like, okay, we're still people that find people attractive. And, yeah. like, we can actually just talk about it. And, in fact, it can make your relationship stronger by, like, you get to both be like, oh, like, do you think that guy's hot? No, I think that guy's hot. And that can actually make your chemistry with your person even stronger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why that's my gayest thing. Um, my straightest... Wait, 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 back up. Oh. Who was the dude that you were checking out? I Do you have... This podcast is not long enough for me to... <laughs> so this is not one instance. This is oh. just a recognition that you're like... I. Then I had that moment where I was like, I'm in a relationship where I can say, I want to suck that guy's dick, but they know I don't actually mean it. Uh, At least... Yeah, in yeah, fruition. yeah. Like we're not. Yes, it's not going to be fruit. Yeah, yes. he 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 means it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the straightest thing is my shampoo. So I you, like. I have a guess. Uh huh. You've got like the like a five gallon bottle of head some shoulders. just yeah maybe head and shoulders. It's not head and shoulders, but like I I don't know what it is. Is it pert? 
I, I, oh, that would be the, pretty straight. The worst. With like an, a bar of Irish soap. That just, I think uh, I actually totally. don't spring whatever it's called. Irish spring? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have no idea. It's just like a big tub of whatever. Like, I don't know what it is and I don't really care. It's just like suave. I don't know. Some cheap thing of shampoo mm. that I can... I don't want to buy another one, so I just want a big shampoo thing because society tells me I'm supposed to wash my hair. <laughs> how frequently? That's the gay question. Like, how often do you wash your hair? Okay, so when I really think about it, I think, like, I should actually wash my hair a little bit less, like maybe once or twice a month, but I, you know, like, because there's... It depends on keep your... Keep some good oils in there. Your it depends on your occupation. Bartender, I get people spittle all over me uh, all the time. I have to shower and like scrub my scalp much yeah. more frequently. You're, just... you're, you're tying a bit of germaphobe too. Do you want the person serving your food to be a germaphobe or someone who's super okay not showering every day? I'm not, I didn't say it was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that you are above average germ conscious. Because yeah. I like to be clean because I'm going to serve you some food. Yeah. My job in marketing has way less spittle. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I've been thrown up on by a customer. Well, me too, who I but just it was weirder. Broken out of a three way. <gasps> it's one of the four? Yeah, it's one of the three way people. <laughs> And then I got thrown up on. Oh, bad day. Um, Mike, do <laughs> you want to do yours? Yeah, sure. The strangest thing about me this week, actually, uh, I think Chris was there for it. I, I picked up a bunch of people and took them in my Jeep from downtown up to Capitol Hill and got to say the sentence. Let me know if you want to try on my weightlifting shoes. Because they were in, in the back seat. And, yeah, I was yeah. impressed he had them. I, like, <laughs> I didn't even know those existed. I just wear normal shoes. I just wear shoes. I, I pick I, things up and then I'm wearing shoes and those are my weightlifting exactly. shoes. Exactly. The shoes that I lift weights in are... The, I yeah. didn't know those existed. I also didn't yeah. know you He's not just them. straight. He's a bro. <laughs> yeah. You, you love this last wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who convinced you that you need weightlifting shoes? Um, my trainer, Courtney, who's a, like an evil, evil influence on my life. I agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she got me on this stupid diet and it's working. I hate your diet so much. I know you do. Uh, I've just given up on... 20 minute diatribe of why Chris hates Mike's diet. I, but I lost so much weight. I don't fucking care. Okay. I'm teaching you how to eat bacon in every meal. Great. Okay. The gayest thing about me this week. <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, fucking Dan Garlington. Don't mm -hmm. blend those. <laughs> oh, I thought this was the same one. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. It's okay. Thank you. Just pound that and then do that. Or <laughs> second time I've heard that this week. <laughs> um, so uh, fucking Dan Garlington and I were sort of debriefing our. Ooh, ooh, by the way, I think has strategically decided to send us less corrections, even though he has them inside of his being because yeah. he just didn't want that to be who he is, even though it is. Which I just think that it means that we've won. Oh, we beat him down with just, we're going to be so wrong that you can't even do this. Yep. All right. Yep. Hi, Dan. Like Great. the Trump administration. <laughs> um, so the Yeah, we really, you got a point there. It's one of those moments of like, eh, just, I, just every day I open the news up and I'm like, what fucking else Remember is wrong Remember when today? they said, like, don't let this be normal? I think we accidentally did. I think we did. And now we're just like, yeah, they're fucking idiots. So that's, we're drinking wine and it makes things oh, better temporarily. Now that Justice Kennedy is out, are you guys moving to Costa Rica or Canada? Oh, we actually talked about this earlier in this episode. So, um, 
I legitimately like Canada for sure had issues. I was like, uh, do I want to go tropical or colder? Yeah, Canada. Yeah, you don't like the We're sun. We're like right there. No, the sun is dumb. We have some time. We're not like Offred. We're not going to be running in the forest from guns right away. But <laughs> that's a great reference. <laughs> So my, the straightest thing about or the, the gayest thing about me this week, I was talking to fucking Dan about like we we're doing the debrief from Pride and he he was like, I heard this really great song and I shazammed it and now I'm going to put it into my mix because I'd never heard it before, but it was amazing. And it was um, it was it was Dancing on My Own by Robin. And when he's like, which we have all sung together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you've, you don't know who Robin is. And he's like, no, I don't know who Robin is. And just like the, the, like the, I lost control of my body and did the gayest <laughs> full body eye roll. It was a visceral reaction. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, the gay visceral reaction. I, like what is wrong with you? Like, I know that we've said that we're going to stop saying that we need to take people's gay cards I, away. Yes, but I've said that you have not, I don't think you've committed I, to that, but I have, but he no. lost some points maybe. Okay. He, anyway, that is something you would expect that that's didn't not happen. For, you don't know until you know. He heard Robin I, and thought it was the most amazing thing ever. That's true. It spoke to his soul. So he's gay as fuck. He gets points for that shit. All right. Oh, All right. Chris with the spin. Anyway, Dan not knowing Robin, I queened out on him. It was fantastic. Yeah. Gayest moment. Uh, Chris. Chris Bola. <sighs> so... Uh, we took, Mike and I took a pair of French people to Medicine Pub for Pride. And in line... They're both hot. Oh, they're so hot. <laughs> and I got to see them in their whitey tidies playing in the fountain because I was dancing with them during mm. the Pride Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not the gayest part of my week. Uh, gayest- also, also, you're hearing this later, but we just had Pride last week because we're recording this early. It but- had happened. Um <laughs> And what had happened here was uh, we were in line to get into the bar. And as we're getting in line, the vent that lets out all the air because they're trying to like circulate the air so people don't die or whatever shit is happening in there Mm -hmm. started blowing directly on me. And I haven't had a haircut in like a hot minute. It's been since Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of a sudden, Boris, the French guy, looks at me and goes, you look like Beyonce right now. (laughs) Instead of like getting out of the wind, I just stared straight into it. And for a good three minutes, just all the hair, just let it. ah, ah. And then I posed and then I posed and then I let it blow some more. And then I gave I smized as as, um, (laughs) Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks would would say. And then I like did some posing like this. And then I got compliments from other people standing in line. Oh, so you should just have a permanent person holding a I fan. need I need air movement. Great. Also, Tyra Banks, you have to create your own wind. And so now when I walk around, I think about it and I take bigger steps in order to get <laughs> just get my bangs moving just a little Did, bit. Do you remember earlier when you said that I outed you? I'm gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did did Tyra Banks say you need to create your own wind? She did. Okay. Season three, I believe. <laughs> One, that's brilliant. Two, did farting. It was, it was when the girl. Oh, God. Farting. It was, like, she didn't think this through. It I'm was just when saying. the girl from Jacksonville won, the plus size blonde chick. Don't remember what her name was. But Whitney. Whitney. Uh, yeah, she, like, created her own wind. Anywho. Um, that's gay mm-hmm. as shit. Mm-hmm. My straightest moment was last night when I realized I have to leave my apartment for every meal because I have no way of cooking, nor do I want to do dishes. 
and I'm sleeping on a bed that's just surrounded by my clothing all over the floor because I haven't bothered to keep any furniture. And I'm living in like squalor. Yeah. But I'm super comfortable doing it. And I wake up and I don't even have a mirror anymore, so I have no idea what I look like when I walk out the door. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I'm like, fuck it all. Yeah. Straightest moment. Yeah, for sure. The idea that all gay men look like the queer eye men or queer folk men. Any show that starts with queer is just wrong. I mean, Kyle, you know this about me. If I was surrounded by mirrors all day, I still would not put don't get... any... No. I wouldn't try. No. But uh, <laughs> the fact that I, I now don't, so I don't feel obligated to feel bad about that is, yeah. is f- fantastic. It's liberating. <laughs> mirrors. Obligation to try. <laughs> just don't even... Think about it. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's it. Uh, this has been Gayish. A special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. And thank you to Wine for making my life tolerable. And thank you to Chris Bola for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks You're for welcome. being here. We really appreciate it. And, yeah. and all of these open bottles of wine that now we have to drink. It's just the law. Five bottles of wine for three people is a definite <laughs> comfortable serving. Yeah. 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 It's like right in my zone. It's a good I, night. I even brought fun straws. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> New gayest thing this week. <laughs> thank you to the fun straws for their future enjoyment that I'm going to have of them. And thank you to all of the white middle-aged women drinking the white wine so that I don't have to. Also the white middle-aged women who are just fucking awesome and are drinking other things. Yeah. This has been Gayish. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 Words bring oh